Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What up, guys? Welcome back to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about movie and TV culture. I'm your host, Frazier, the summer man. To my left is Cal, the boss of this pop culture shit. I say virtual Here. left because we are we are practicing social distancing. We're not together. We, we are social distancing the fuck out of this. We are gone. I have not seen you. I mean, how you doing, Cal? It's what can you do? I mean, you know what it is. It's like I'm not stir crazy yet. I just I don't want to be at like like you would think, oh, you're working from home. It's 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 a layup. Nah, we busy. We've been dropping stuff, you know. There's stuff we'll get into. There's always, always work to do. Always stuff to watch. Um, This is an interesting week for us. Uh, We've our last banked guest. Yes, yes. Our last (laughs) pre-corona facts. Big facts. Shouts out to Adam Pally. We'll be talking to him. Uh, he's currently the star in NBC's uh, sitcom Indebted. Um, it was it's a cool long ass conversation we've had with him. Um, yeah, we'll it might get have into been, it a bit. It might have been our longest um, chat with a guest, but we'll get into that after, I guess. Yeah. Word. I mean, uh, also this week, you know, there were a couple of things that dropped on HBO. Uh, the the season ten finale of Curb. We'll be getting into that a little bit later as well, as well as uh, this week's episode of Westworld. One of these was a lot better than the other. We'll have you guys place your bets on that. And then when we talk about it, you'll you'll see if you're right. We're also going to be bringing in a new segment. This originally was going to be called Random Recommendations for uh, mm-hmm. all the just miscellaneous stuff that, that you and I are watching that we can just put the people on since this is watch less. We're supposed yes. to be schooling them. But uh, in light of things, it's uh, also Rona Rex. So. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Hey, <laughs> I, I hate that Rona is a joke, but I mean, literally what that is. Rona rules everything around us. There's nothing else you can use to describe it. Everybody knows what you're saying when you say Rona. You feel me? Everybody knows, and everybody needs something to watch right now. Facts, um, depending facts. on the job, you know, like you said, we are still pretty much at work. Media doesn't stop, not for this at least, but, you know, we're all inside a lot more often, and we're going to start running out of things to watch. That's what we come in. Facts. In a world where there's too much TV, people will still run out of shit to watch. That's not even a joke. That's actual facts. Before we get into any of that, though, uh, your man's Adam Pally. I, you were a fan of his for a minute. Oh, yeah. He was definitely on the first crush of, um, you know, when we sat down and make this podcast and we just started listing out guests we would want, regardless of what they have going on. He was definitely in that in that mix. I mean, Word. happy endings to me. <laughs> classic sitcom. Facts. I mean, it's it's we have a whole oral history 
four happy endings on the website from four years ago. And I think it's one of those cult classic shows. Uh, it's, it's a show I never watched, but I, I did, you know, start getting into it in prep for this interview. And I got to say, it, it's good to get to a show where you can drop into the middle of a season, not know who anybody is and still be highly entertained. It's, it's good comedy, good comedy. Right. And for some background for that, actually. So yeah, I did the same. I was very happy that you finally started watching it for prep, but Mm. then I watched a couple episodes just, uh, you know, for celebration almost. And then now that we're stuck inside, I went back to the beginning of the series and I'm watching from season one. And it is one of those shows that took a while to get into itself, which Mm. I think most kind of hangout comedies do. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where once it like found its identity, found its groove, found every main character's tone, it's essentially a hangout sitcom, you know, six friends in their 20s, whatever. But yeah. um, once they find that, it's just like off to the races. And it became, it was one of the first, you know, super like acidic comedies that I watched where it's just like joke, 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 almost no sentimentality, almost in the banter. Yeah. And uh, pop culture references flying like crazy for days. It's just good. in the and bag. It's it's good, I guess, that he has that, and now he's the star of a sitcom. Which it doesn't go as deep in the references, but I mean, there's some shit there, especially for you know people who want to get their fits off. Like he's a for people that read the site or go to Complex Con. Imagine yourself as a father in like 15 years or less. That's that's essentially Adam Pally's character on Indebted. I mean, he's got he's got, you know, a good, a good chunk of change. Um, yeah, he needed it because, you know, his mom and his dad have to move into the house. <laughs> his mom's paid, played by Fran Drescher, who's like an icon. It's just him and her together is just it's already an amazing pairing. But they, they did a really good job casting the show. Um, oh. And I, it, I think. Stephen Weber, a goat, a goat. Um, but yeah, it's a good show. We get a great conversation off with Adam, a pretty long conversation touching on everything from indebted specifically to like sitcoms in general to his time on the Mandalorian. If you don't know, he was the trooper who got to punch baby Yoda. <laughs> um, he tells some amazing your resume. I know, right? And he's probably tired of talking about it, but I mean, I don't think you can you you can't shy that part of your 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 history away. Like you did that, my guy. First season, um, he tells some awesome stories. You know, we have a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Adam Pally right after this quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, welcome back. As always, nothing but special, illustrious guests on Watch Less. When we made the list of people we wanted to have on the show, I think one of the first names you put on the the Google sheet 
was Pally. Was Adam Pally. Um, Fans of our site and of the podcast should be up on Happy Endings. We've got a whole ass oral history on the site. When I was doing socials, one of the like most frequented things, you just you need some hits, throw that fucking that oral history out there. Um, he's in here for his new NBC show, Indebted. Funny. I don't know if we're gonna get into some hot goss. <laughs> um, he's also the man who got to punch Baby Yoda in the face. Adam Pally, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for that. I was that's such a flattering. Um, intro to be on someone's Google sheet <laughs> for, for for a pitch is really one of the most flattering things. It's 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 a high Google sheet, right? Well, it means it means you're thinking of me before you're even doing it, which is really nice. And I well, appreciate the it. thing the the media word is like pegless. Pegless, yes. yes. What does that mean? That means you were on the list before like indebted was even set to come out. Like whenever Pally wants to come in, he can come in. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah we're we're not looking at calendars where we're putting people on there at that time. Oh, right. oh, so it's like if I got something to say, I can come say it here. Just come through. Please nice. do. Okay. Please, hopefully you have a good enough time where you say, you know what? I'm gonna see those fucking guys again. Well, so far this has been amazing. Damn. Well, how many times have you been on throwing fits, failing upwards now? Uh, twice. All right, see, we got to beat that then. Uh, no the problem. Least, yeah. You no know those problem. guys used to work here, right? Yeah, of course. My my cousin Ben, who runs my production company, okay. used to work here. Okay. I'm I'm highly. In the LA office. Oh, I, am, okay, I, I am highly in the complex world, especially when it comes to stealing employees. <laughs> well, uh, James used to be my boss. Oh, he really? Hired me. Oh, that's right. awesome. Yeah, like, you guys kind of sound alike. He's my unofficial dad. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> I, that happens so much when like you meet someone and they and you're like around them all the time, and all of a sudden you're like, you know, uh, vibe kind of morphs a little bit. Yes. I love that. I love. I think that that's the the highest kind uh, well, of compliment. When we started working together, it was a lot of James on him, but I think over the last year or so, I think we've started to. To, to rub off on each other. Now we're mind melding. A little bit. That's good. I mean, that's bit. what you want for sure. Yeah, we're getting there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. You guys got to go sing some more karaoke. Some, damn, we've <laughs> never done that before. What? Drunken karaoke. You're a duo that's never done karaoke. We've never done karaoke. Oh, my God. How else do you learn about each other? You got to get in there. You got to learn what, what song you'd want to sing if you could, you know? Do we have to do like Otis and karaoke? Prob. Otis would be dope. That's the thing because I'm older than you, so, but you're the Jay Z. But that's what fan. makes it fun. That's yeah, what makes yeah. karaoke something to bond with. I mean, Jay Z wise, karaoke you always go ninety nine problems. I feel like because it's mm. like it's just like so. Uh, it's made for it. It's made for karaoke with that Rick Rubin beat. You know? Wait, it's so like, if if we did ninety nine, we're gonna get to some entertainment shit at some point. But right. <laughs> when if we do ninety nine problems, uh-huh. you do the song. Do I just do the cop? The, the cop. cop. Yes. <laughs> Well, that, that's why 99 Problems goes later in the set after a few beers because you guys are feeling it. You know uh, what I mean? And what hopefully will happen is that if you there. put it on, you'll instinctively know, well, Fresh. I'm going to do this. Son, do you know what I'm stopping <laughs> you for? There's some twang in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Couple, couple of old fashions in. One of the J shows I saw was with uh, Timberlake, and Timberlake did the cop, which I thought was hilarious. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. That's almost too funny. Right? <laughs> First of all, also so tone deaf of... Justin to be like, <laughs> I bet you Justin, <laughs> who's like the most racially tone deaf person maybe in America, yeah. is like, how about I play the cop? Ooh, wear a hood. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, man. No, shout out Justin. I love him. <laughs> Justin, come on the pod. We promise we won't, uh, we won't fuck with you too hard. No, no, no. Um, Justin, let's go out to dinner again. <laughs> Flex. 
So one of the reasons we're super excited to have you in, aside from happy ending standum, is that uh, you also kind of have a, like a Venn diagram of the complex world mm-hmm. a little bit. Big you know? time, big time. Big streetwear dad. Big streetwear dad, sure. Yeah, I'm trying to be a little less. Less? Well, not that I don't love streetwear. It's just my. I feel like I'm hit a little bit with a Bernie bug, and I'm trying to like conserve. Conserve. Oh, you nice. know, I'm just trying not to buy everything that I want, every drop. You know, like I trying to pick my spots a little harder. Well, it, it made me because on the show, I mean, it's very much like you walking, like you walking into the complex office is you, da- Dave, on the show, fit wise, you know. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was the cool thing about this show. Uh, talking about indebted was mm. it was the first time I think probably because I've I've been in the game for a minute that I could have an honest discussion with the costume designer about what I like to wear, even though it may be different than what, like, middle America is used to seeing. Right. Um, so it was, like, the first time that I could say, like, no, I'm not going to wear, like, a Henley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm not going to wear, like, just a regular flannel shirt or something because, like, most of my, again, like, I think I like to talk about this, but most of my friends don't do that. And I, I have a cool circle of friends and family, but not, like, overly cool yeah. not like i don't have like you know insane it's not like super special and everybody i know that's not in the business still cares about that stuff i mean right. like my brother-in-law is a dentist who's like a legitimate like hockey dork <laughs> you know who would tell that to you the only thing he wears is y3 gotcha there we go you know because he's like i like it it's cool in the office <laughs> You know, it's he like, wears Y three in the office. Yeah, he wears those. Like he's big on those. Um, Holy they, shit! They were like boost the boost Y threes. You mm. know what I mean? So they're like a little bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. material. He wears those in his office. You know, and it's like that's crazy. What's the difference between that and something else? And he's always looking for Y three drops and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't live in <laughs> fucking Tokyo. I don't know what Yoji's up to. <laughs> now, yeah. is it just because you you've rocked Jays on the show? Is it a situation now where it's like, shit, I kind of want you know? Yeah, are you this, taking this pair of yeah, are things missing? Yeah, things missing in the wardrobe section. Uh, I'm doing a little Larry David, sure, but but only because it, it goes both ways. Like like for example, last week I got a lot of love. Especially in like the the like the internet is so funny. Like there's like already a subculture of dads yeah. that are like hitting me all the time after a show. Mm-hmm. Like every almost like clockwork every Friday, and it keeps growing. They'll be like, "Where'd you get that?" or "What is that?" You know, and it's like dads like sliding into my DMs. Dads, dads need swag too. Dads need swag, you know. And they're like, and where else do they get it? But you know, Thursday night on NBC. Facts. So uh, I wore this like ALD vest last (laughs) week that just was like a little off center. It's not. It's not like something that was so crazy, but like that was that was it was like a couple colors. Yeah, yeah. It was like, nah, it wasn't so crazy, but like if you were if you lived in you know St. Paul, Minnesota. I doubt they have a ton of access to ALD, you know, stuff. So you're like looking at it online and like, you know, finding it. And I, we wanted just to like create that on the show. So. Yeah, I definitely peeped. I think it's the first episode you come through in like the John Elliott basketball shorts. And I was like, oh, wait, this is different for NBC. <laughs> I wear the John Elliott basketball <laughs> shorts to sleep uh, on the show. And um, 
Uh, another former employee here, Jake Wolf, mm-hmm. busts us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, I guess this contractor just sleeps in $300 shorts. That's just his vibe. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, he's successful. Yeah, man. Wait, Wolf, it used to be Wolf, me, James, and Lawrence mm-hmm. yeah. all in one desk. That's a dangerous crew. No, it really was. What it a really time. Was. It was a dangerous crew. Well, that led to one of my other questions, though. Um, did you ever, when you were creating this character, did you ever want to make it more of yourself? Like, um, yeah, I mean, n- n- a little bit, but like, there wasn't, a t- there's not a ton of room for some stuff because, like, you gotta, you have to also be honest to the creator of the show. And while while me and Dan Levy, who's a re- really funny guy, are sim- similar, we are also like different in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And so the 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 family that we created is kind of an amalgamation of our our two families you know like uh the abby elliott character um is a mix of like both of our wives i would say in 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 what in her like cutting sense of humor is a lot like my wife and then like her um kind of like competitiveness is a lot like you know dan's wife Mm -hmm. um dan's wife's a writer on the show so like she was really able to like bring their world into it and it's it it we tried to mimic ourselves as best we could without going too far you know um and i think we did it i mean it feels like they didn't even change the pictures on the like you know sometimes in a in a a hollywood set they'll be like pictures of the family and they'll like digitally they usually the art department asks you for pictures of your family and they digitally like put (laughs) other faces on it Mm If you were to walk, uh, if you were to come to set, which you're invited to next season. Talk about it. Um, uh, all the pictures are just my real family. <laughs> because they look so much, like from a distance, like no one's zooming in on those pictures. Yeah. So a lot of the family pictures are like my real mom and dad, oh, like shit. in London. you know, <laughs> like Or like me and my sister at graduation, you know, or me and my wife on a date. It's just like it's so far away that it's just like, that's a blonde hair and Adam like it's enough like you can kind of see (laughs) it works so it works and um I think that is like a really fun um unique uh aspect of the show and a little weird like sometimes I walk in and I'm like whoa but but comfortable yeah I mean you're talking about comfort I mean now that you are you know a father does it feel how's it feel to have a show where you get to play a dad uh, I hate kid actors, so <laughs> that part is it's fine. I mean, they're they're really nice kid for, for kid actors. They're great, yeah, you know, and their their families are are, are great. Mm. Um, but I don't like. I mean, that's not one of the great parts of the job. It's not one of the perks. <laughs> no, but that's but also that's that's very human. Mm-hmm. You know, like have you ever had to care for a child? Yes. Is it? I- do you find it great? No, that shit no, sucks. That's not great. <laughs> that shit sucks. So that's how being a and it, uh, it gets worse when they get older. Right. So Damn. and it gets worse when you're acting with teens. <laughs> so it's kind of true to life, you mm-hmm. know. Like when being a dad is when being a dad in real life is a lot like being a dad on TV. On TV, except you have no love for them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not related, so fuck them. So like, yeah. So you know how like if you're if you like I my I have. Uh, two boys and a girl, and and my youngest boy Drake is a a fucking nightmare. Mess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a mess. He's <laughs> two and a half. He's like, that's a terrible. age. It's a terrible fucking age. Yeah. So he can like get on a scooter and go sixty miles per hour down Seventh Avenue, and all at the same time can't tell you what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the it's the fucking worst. <laughs> and he's just like picking shit up and and and. Uh, 
if he was acting with me, you know, I would be like care care I would like care for him, you mm. know, and have a lot more tolerance for what he's going through at the moment. Is he nervous? Is it the is the is the audience making him feel a certain way? Is he did he eat good in the morning? Mm. With a child actor you're like, pal. Get it together. Get it together. And if you can't, where is your fucking dad? <laughs> you know, well, who is your caretaker? Yeah, where's my Get this kid together. You know, like, it's I have a place no, of business. I have no patience for that shit. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that uh, you shouldn't. I, I, it's like you, you got to kid glove them as much as you can, but like, day's got to go, you know? Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, hey. Now, you mentioned the audience. Is this your first multicam? Yes. I never even guessed it on a multicam. Wow. I, I was very lucky. Uh, I went straight to star, uh, <laughs> or I was so bad that no one would cast me because I auditioned quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I went straight uh, uh, to this. This being my first ever experience. What's it like versus single? Um, it's cool. I like it. I mean, it's a lot. Before I did it, I went to watch a bunch of Saturday Night Lives, uh-huh. and uh like Lauren and everybody was so nice to let me kind of like walk around and hang out. And it remind, I think when it's at its best, it's like a good episode of Saturday night live mm-hmm. because what a lot of people don't really like, like uh, people often say, well, what about the laugh track? It feels so dated. And I'm like, I like a laugh track. I mean, when you watch a standup special is the, is the, like you hear the audience, yes. right? Like yeah. when they laugh, What's the difference? True. true. Like true. we perform. There's no. There's no laugh track. Those are people in the audience mm-hmm. that are there at the time when we're doing it who find it funny. The same way when you watch SNL, like it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. you hear them laugh at an update bit, it's like it gives an energy to it. And so I really like it. I think that, um, unfortunately, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, it has felt less. Um, cool and hip it's mm-hmm. like you know uh well we'll do it on cbs it's like a punchline almost mm-hmm. like you know um two and a half men or something yeah, yeah, yeah but i mean i grew up on like frazier and seinfeld and the waynes brothers yeah i mean the waynes brothers is so influential fresh prince of bel-air like mm-hmm. those shows are like so influential on me and we're all multi-cam yeah mm-hmm. like the Carlton dance does not exist <laughs> yeah. without someone being like, what can you do? Because we have no camera effects, mm-hmm. you know, like, so they're, they're getting to know the actor and then they're like, oh shit, he's a weird dancer. Like that was like, <laughs> the Tom Jones thing. And then like, look where we are now. Like, yeah. you know, and so to me, I mean, especially Fresh Prince, I look at that show as like very close to what we're doing because it's like a family comes in, it's like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And that sitcom is just one of the greats. Big classic. One of the greats. Um, and and yeah, like Seinfeld, I put Seinfeld up there. Mm-hmm. I put, um, I didn't love Cheers as much. Like I. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Frazier is better it. than yeah. Cheers. Yeah, I think yeah, Frazier is better than Cheers. Yeah. Um, no bias. No, yeah, like I, I think Frasier was better, um, but that was older. I mean, Cosby Show. Did you uh, watch stuff like Roseanne? The ABC, honestly, this is not. I'm not a company man. Like I, 
I know I'm like riding for Fresh Prince. Yeah. It's like NBA. <laughs> it's like Will Smith is all over my office. Will but and no. Lauren and everybody. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a company man. But um, I didn't. The um, ABC sitcoms didn't resonate. Multicams mm. didn't resonate with me as much because yeah, uh, yeah. they were sappy. Mm. Like Roseanne was like sappy. It. I. The thing with Rose because I've. I've I think I've watched all of it except for that horrible last season. But the the earlier seasons of Roseanne, where it was Roseanne Barr and uh, Sarah Gilbert going back, they, yeah. they're both really good with the with the comments, right? And then you get John Goodman. But I could see that. There's there's definitely a lot of. It was like it moved into this like middle America. It was yeah. like big Reagan Bush era. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Show how emotions. Yeah, show your <laughs> show your emotions and and and, and the middle and like. I don't know. I just never. I was like, I don't want to look at that blanket. Remember that blanket? That yeah, like, they brought it back. That's the whole draped thing when over it came the back. fucking couch. I was like, I don't want to look at that blanket. If I'm not, know. I've seen promo shots with with the Connors now, and they all have like onesies that is the blanket Ugh. pattern. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. Terrible. But that was that was their shit. Yeah, it's just not me. It it just wasn't for me. Like Ellen, I like mm-hmm. Ellen a lot, but I just never rode for that show. That I don't is. know. Like my family was in NBC. Also, NBC was cooler. Like, yeah, it was popping. The part of the reason that I did this this show this year was because I wanted to be involved in that comedic, you know, M- like that legacy. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know, NBC. When you think about it, like where the comedy stars of the of the world came from, they mostly touched by NBC. Yeah, you yeah. know, That's a good point. Uh, and oddly. I hadn't been, mm-hmm. and this was kind of a chance for me to not only like be uh, vetted and like kind of, uh, but also now like lead like you know it was cool like at, like like Thursday nights are me and Andy Samberg like they rely mm-hmm. on us you know and I wanted to be that other guy because you know so it's cool it's it feels like a win. Talk about, I mean, you mentioned, you know, Legacy, and I don't believe the Nanny, I think Nanny was CBS. CBS. But having Damn, Fran, having Fran Drescher on the show, so, like, go, amazing. Amazing. Well, well, talk about, like, your first meeting her and what, what that's been like. Well, my first meeting with her was was great. Like, I knew right away that we were going to be fine. I, um, I read with her at a, we had, like, a... A, a chemistry m- meeting because we really wanted to make sure that like we got the mom the the mom was like super important mm-hmm. to the show, so we were we started improvising in the read and I was wearing um, bread Jordan ones. There you go. Talk about it. <laughs> and she went uh, it, while on camera she was improvising. She says, "Oh, I hate it when you wear those shoes." <laughs> and I said, "Mom, these are <laughs> these are bread ones. These are like classic." Yeah. Air Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, it's like classic basketball shoes, and she goes, Ugh, "I just find it effeminate when a man has red bottoms on his shoes." <laughs> She's great, and I was like, "We'll hire her. She's great." <laughs> uh, uh, and then that night, and then I was like, wanted to get to know her. So that night, I drove up to her Malibu house, and we uh, smoked some weed. Oh my god! And it was like right, when she was like, "Yeah, turd." Well, I mean. You know, she's a progressive cancer survivor who, True. like, mm-hmm. lives in Malibu, you know? Like, if you're not smoking... First of all, who doesn't smoke weed? Secondly, go. it was like, she she was like, um, I'd offer you a drink, but I don't really drink. Would you like to smoke weed? And I was like, 100% I would. <laughs> and she brought out, like, a similar 
vibe to what like my my aunt's smoke mm. have, which is like a very nice like Hermes box. <laughs> she opened the top, and there were like three kind of like one was a lipstick bowl, oh, one wow. was like a glass bowl that she'd had for like years and one was like uh, a metal like you know thing and there was like shake all on the bottom <laughs> and then there was like a, a bunch of like medical vials and she was like my friends give me this because it, 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 it's true like in LA you could throw a rock and find a businessman who is like invested in weed and mm -hmm. all she rolls through is businessmen so like <laughs> people are just giving her weed wow and so we just like smoked weed on her veranda overlooking the Pacific Ocean, and then we went to Nobu, Malibu, where she made the chef explain exactly where they caught every fish, oh and God. I laughed hysterically, <laughs> and then I went home and was like, this is going to be a great year. Fine, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got her and Stephen Weber. And Stephen Weber. Legend. Similarly. Wait, what was what channel was Wings on? I don't NBC. Know. Yeah. So wow. He was like, yeah, and that ran for nine years. Crazy. I'm not actually that familiar with Wings. I caught it in real No one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what they call, what he calls a time slot success. Because at the time, there were not that many channels. Mm -hmm. So you were turning on your TV for blocks of time. And so all the show had to do was like bridge a gap between Cheers and Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, just be good at 8.30 <laughs> till Seinfeld comes on, and it was. And then they moved it to Tuesdays. Like, all you have to do is, like, hang on between, like, Veronica's Closet <laughs> <laughs> and Frasier. It was yeah. like, they hung on for a couple years, and they just kind of moved around. Mm -hmm. That's um, crazy. But he's, he's amazing. I mean, he, his career is, is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goat character actor. Goat yeah. character actor. And, now, and, now just, and also, like, he had a few years as a leading man that were really great. And, like, mm -hmm. he's, I just, I, you know, similarly, we, we, we cast him, and then we were both up in Vancouver, and we went out for dinner, and we just, like, had a blast. And it was, it just, like, you knew it was going to work, you mm -hmm. know? It, it's been cool seeing his character morph into, like, this chill absent-minded yeah. father i think like the last the, the it was the episode where you guys were uh switching your your mental load yeah yeah <laughs> classic yeah classic. i love that yeah. his line deliveries are nuts yeah so funny so funny i know he's great just bumbling <laughs> yeah dad lebowski you know, <laughs> you know a lot of jewish dads are like that like my my dad is kind of like that in a lot of ways he's just kind of like he means well, but he says the wrong thing yeah. a lot. <laughs> he does the wrong thing quite a bit. Sounds you know? right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he's great. The whole, the, the, I can't, you know, uh, uh, Jesse, um, who plays my sister on mm -hmm. the show, mm -hmm. she's hilarious. She's yeah. like, we got so lucky there. She's so funny. She was on a show called Barry. Um, and that's where I saw her. Okay, on HBO Barry. On HBO, yeah. Yeah, Who's I knew she, Barry. I, she plays. She has a agent. familiar face. She plays the agent. Oh. Uh, his girlfriend's agent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, all right. I knew she yeah. looked familiar. Okay. And okay. so I find that to be like to do that and this is like really great range. Yeah. And she's so funny. She cracks me up, and she'll hate that I'm saying this as if it has anything to do with her comedy chops it doesn't but she's also happens to be married to beck bennett from saturday night live oh okay. wow mm. so i'm sure their house is very funny Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. and um yeah and then abby elliott is legit comedy royalty yeah yeah like her her grandfather wrote for snl her dad was on snl she was on snl mm -hmm. her sister's an amazing uh filmmaker um 
you know, it's just like that. You don't get more yeah. like vetted than that. And she's so freaking funny. It's a solid core. I think we were talking about it before you got here. I like the it, like. It seems like the first couple of episodes are really just good at establishing who everybody is, and I think that's the key with the hot gossip. It's like, all right, you know who these people are. Yeah. Throw them in some shit that is just well, out, insane. And hot gossip felt like you like palifying. It takes the little, the sitcom format, you know. Yeah, it because the first little. couple were like you know chill, like family kind of coasting on character and charm. Yeah, and then you put that energy in there. Well, I think I think you know you are still in a network world, and especially right. when you're doing a multicam and kids are involved, mm-hmm. and you're you're hitting many generations. You have to like there's certain things you just can't get away from. You know, we're not on FX. We can't do a lot of subtle material we can't like take our time we we have an audience to to entertain in 22 minutes every friday you know and then and get it out to the studio edited so we i feel like we still have it's like getting the keys to a a really expensive car Uh and it's you're like you get in in the first couple times you drive it you're like i like this like I, and you know, and then you you're like, where's the radio? You know, <laughs> like you know that feeling, and you're like, how do I, you know, where do I put the the thing or whatever? And your hands are a little mm. thing. And then by like the the third or fourth time you get into that car, you're like, I don't know how to do this. Like you're yeah. like, radio there, know how to get the thing going. You're bump, beeping your horn. You know, you've got the guide set up to tell you just to go home instead of putting in the address you know it's like so that's how it felt like to me was like learning how to learning how to drive something that is not necessarily better or worse just very different Mm. does it feel weird to be like the anchor for a show like this no i mean i did it and make i've done it in the in in the movies a lot Mm. so it didn't feel weird. It fe- the the cool thing about this character was like even when I did it on Making History, mm-hmm. which uh, was a very different, you know, vibe. Mm-hmm. I fucked with that shit. I, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I fuck with that shit too. I still stand <laughs> by that shit, man. By the way, if, if comedy fans, if you you like Tim Robinson, mm-hmm. um, who is my bro, uh, if you like Detroiters. Uh, who I've now done shows with both Detroiters. Nice. Um, if you if you like Detroiters and you like his show on Netflix, go watch like episode I think five and six of Making History on Hulu or something because mm. he plays Al Capone and it is maybe one of the funniest <laughs> the funniest performances I've ever witnessed. In my like, I could homework. not. I couldn't. I we we must have burned through a hundred thousand dollars worth of film, <laughs> <laughs> and it was digital. That uh, show was tight. It was you, what, Leighton Meester, right? me, Leighton Meester, and Yasser Lester, the great mm. Yasser Lester. Who is now on Black Monday and on Duncanville, mm. and he's on he's on like a million shows. I mean, that man works. I love Black Monday. Black Monday is great. Yeah. yeah. Shout out David Casp. Shout out David Casp. Hard. Yeah. You mentioned um, how many episodes are in this season? I was trying to. Thirteen. Figure, you got thirteen, but you already mentioned that you guys got a season two. Well, are we haven't officially okay. got it, and of course, you know anything could happen. But um, how's it looking? It looks. It feels right. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like it's catching on in the right way, and people really like it. And you know, sometimes just having just having a good show right now is enough yeah you know because it's so hard to quantify ratings and our ratings are good Mm -hmm. it's just it no one really knows 
what that's worth or what that means yeah. or where you know what I mean. So, I, it looks good. It feels good. It's a weird. It's a, it, the whole TV landscape right now is just in a weird, weird space. Yeah, it's so odd. It's and and so we can we kind of have to succeed on two fronts. We have to succeed uh, on DVRs, and then we also have to succeed competing with Netflix and mm. HBO. And it's like it's a totally different beast than yeah. than having that interface system. So it's you know. Uh, we're getting there, and the peacock should be ready. I, think, I was going to mention, like, yeah, April, May, and once that happens, I think it'll be a little easier for us to know where we're at. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's another whole set of analytics. I yeah, a hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. like it's going to be a whole other thing, and they're making shows just for the peacock. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I don't know how that'll change, but uh, but I just from 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 the Thursday night vibe. I think us and Brooklyn Nine Nine make a nice strong pairing. A strong pairing, and yeah. I think the network likes it. So, 100%. and it's like a more forgiving landscape for like nebulous ratings and shit than it was in like the Happy Endings days. And I think, yeah, because well, if we had that, was, then Happy Endings probably would have stuck around. We'd probably yeah. still be on the air. Yeah. Uh, I was I'd definitely so rich. I was God. like in college <laughs> watching that on like Hulu or whatever. Next yeah, day, but really, yeah. they weren't like quantifying Hulu back then. No, Hulu no. didn't. Yeah. Hulu didn't even have numbers. I mean, you didn't. It didn't matter on Hulu. By that time, we were already off the air. I think mm-hmm. um, it, we, we just came in and it, we, we we just got. Unfortunately, we were in a, a tough part landscape with a business. But um, in some ways, I think it's helped us because the fact that we only did a certain number of the shows, it feels like um, like when you, like like Nirvana or something. You only, <laughs> only you only have a certain number of songs, so you cherish those songs yeah, a, little, yeah. a little more. And I guess yeah. that uh, stuff like that also helps build on the cult idea of like like people. Yeah. No matter what you're doing, it's like yo, that's happy endings, fucking classic. Right. That's the guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel, and that's I'm very lucky, you mm-hmm. know, to at least have had one good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and uh, we keep trying to get it done again. And um, you know, unfortunately, one of the the Lucky things about that show is that from from on camera to behind camera, everybody has um, gotten amazing gigs. Yeah. So it's hard to pull away, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like we were gonna do, we were thinking about doing one this spring, but Casp and uh, Jackie Clark start on um, Keenan Thompson's show. That's right. Which they mm-hmm. created and are running. Mm-hmm. So. We couldn't do that. And then we were thinking about maybe summer, but Prentice uh, Penny has um, got a movie coming, a out movie too. and more of his show. Mm-hmm. So can't insecure, do, yeah. insecure, mm-hmm. shout out, great, great show. So can't do that. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of like you know. And then we were, we were thinking maybe this winter, but we I had indebted, and then they were shooting Black Monday. So mm-hmm. David and the, a lot of the writers are on Black Monday, so they couldn't do that. It's like Damn. we're just. Very lucky. And then, and then we were like, well, maybe we'll do next year. But a lot of our writers and the Russos are in the Marvel universe. Uh, so the Russos like, uh, directed so many fucking comedies back in the day. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah, to go crazy. back and look at those credits. Yeah. So, like, uh, we – it's just it's just a little bit, like – Now, are know. we talking, uh, you know, get together or, like, a revival? No, we get together all the time. Okay. It's more just, like, shooting. We, we wanted to do some more episodes. Well, no, I said that because, like, Friends finally announced they're doing the thing, but Friends is doing, like, I think it's just going to be the six of them in a room talking about how great Friends was. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to... I don't yeah. think that's going to be what people are hoping it's going to be. Well, but you're talking about, like, 
No, we wanted eight to make episodes. More, yeah, we wanted to make more new episodes. Fire. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think we still might somewhere down the line. But I, I, you know, it's it's hard to get everybody's schedule clean. Right. It's almost like that. That's that's probably one of the best problems you can have is that we're so busy from this amazing thing that we did that now yeah. we can't go back to do it. Yes, totally, totally. Um, and also, it's got to feel right. It's got to feel you yeah. know, organic and right and not... We don't want to be just like the six of us in a fucking bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like Curb was the one a good model for that when they did Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was like, different. It was, but what they actually shot and showed of it kind of worked. It was Like, smart. it would have worked on its own. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, for you sure, know? yeah. Then yeah. I've also noticed that a couple Happenings people were on Curb. I'm uh, sure. Damon. Damon, yeah. Casey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of the happy endings people get work that I don't. <laughs> we need you on there. Season uh, 11, we can make it. I don't know. I met Larry this year and he was nonplussed. Really? <laughs> yeah, nonplussed. Like, Stephen, we were at this NBC party and Stephen Weber knows him really well. He was the lead of Larry's first movie called Sour Grapes, which, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen, is amazing. Uh, and Stephen, like, grabbed Larry, turned around, was like, Larry, I want you to meet the star of my new show. This is Adam Pally. And. Larry goes, <laughs> wow. Like, as if, like, I was talking to someone. What are you doing? <laughs> so I was, like, the reason that for him, like, he he was talking to someone. And <laughs> Stephen interrupted. And that, he would, the interaction would never have been good. It was, yeah, like, set up to yeah. fail. So he was just literally in my face, like, eh, eh. <laughs> Why? What, what am I supposed to do with this? Okay. All right. Damn. Yeah, it's cold. You got curbed in real life. I got curbed. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got curbed in real life. Are you a fan of Curb? Are you watch it? Of course. This yeah, season's it. been really good. It's been Correct. great. Thank God. Because last year I was not. It wasn't my favorite last year. It, 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 he had to get back in his bag. Yeah. Yeah. He had to get back in his bag, which is money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's better when he's when he's cool about money. Um, no. Yeah. I'm I'm not all the way caught up, but I just finished the one with um. Mexico, the first Mexico with the beans. That's, oh, that's yeah. A that's a Oof, good one. I was cracking it. Well, Tim I mean, JB, JB, shout out JB, mm-hmm. uh, who I've worked with a couple of times, is maybe the funniest person on the planet. No, just, and it's, it's just so just, natural. Just, I, I, he's another, he's like Tim Robbins, another one for me, where like, I think I, I think that we wasted a day of, of them being like, Adam, you're laughing on camera. <laughs> like, Sorry. <laughs> he's just so freaking funny. Yeah. What else do you watch? What, what else do you watch on a regular basis? Um, I wish I was watching more. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I have three kids, so like a lot of what I watch is Peppa Pig. Ooh. Um, Drake loves Peppa Pig, um, and he dominates the TV right now. Sounds and then my older, my oldest son Cole is into um, like Madden one-on-one videos on youtube <laughs> oh, where, like the shit. guy is playing madden yeah. and like telling talking how he's doing it and then my middle daughter likes ncis gg she's six so she rocked with the episode with offset oh yeah about to say. that's tonight <laughs> man we got a dvr yes. we got a dvr there's something there's such a i hate like i love kids playing games go play games yeah. but the idea that you're going to watch I don't get it. someone playing for hours. I don't get it either, but like I will say that sometimes I notice my brain turning off while I'm sitting next to him and mm. looking at it because I play Madden. I like Madden. So if he's watching like it's different if he's watching Fortnite or something. I'm yeah. like I don't care. I like I zone out or whatever. But if he's watching a 2K video mm. where like the guy is doing something that 
cool or like the game gets close, or, like the points are close. I've noticed myself being like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, you know, like or like, how do you get that? Like, yeah, you know, I, because I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So, I I get I get it a little, um, especially when you're younger and you want to be good at a video game and you're not. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of that. That makes sense. But yeah. um, it's not my favorite. Uh, last night I got back on the home. I, I started Homeland again this year. Oh, I'm, in for the, I'm in for the last season of Homeland. Wow! I haven't watched Homeland in like six years. Yeah. I know, but I like Mandy Patinkin. There you go. I mean, he's that dude. He's yeah, that OG classic. Uh, and I like. I don't know. There's something about. I don't know. I like it. It's like <laughs> it's like the one. I like Homeland. <laughs> it's like weird. I know. I like it. Um, what else am I watching? Uh. Comedy-wise, I just watched a little of Whitmer Thomas's special on my flight the other day, and it was great. Okay, okay. Um, it's it's really different and cool. Um, I loved Julio Torres's hour last year. Did you see that? Uh, no, no. Oh, I got to so do that fun. and Los Spookies. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched Los Spookies yet, um, but I tell everyone I did. Um, that's the one one show that you're up on but not up on at all well it sounds good it's so good also because I don't know many other people watching it's like no one challenges me true yeah 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 Uh, I'm trying to think what else Um, you know the the, uh, sport and then then I'm an NBA package guy so like watching a lot of John Morant Mm. like watching the Grizzlies a lot really Grizzlies guys no, I don't like the Grizzlies. Just but, like, like I'm a Nick fan. Gotcha. And so last night was very exciting, but like uh, you know, it's been an up and down season or mostly down season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I find myself I'm a big like NBA package guy. Like I'll I'll scroll through to see who the most exciting player. Like watch a lot of Luca, watch yeah. a lot of Ja mm-hmm. lately. Um, you know, I and then I I I, I gamble on sports a lot. There you go. So I have to watch full Howard Ratner, that big yeah. Howie energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you were tweeting. That was was that your favorite film the last yeah, year? Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Number I mean, one. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, Robbed at the Oscars. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Just so his speech at the Independence Spirit Awards was great. Though. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Uh, yeah, Sandler's my guy. He's my number one. Um. Since I was a baby boy, mm. and uh, I love him, so um, I'll see anything he does, mm. no matter how, you know, good or bad. And and uh, I thought he was great, and I love this. I love the sad. I thought Good Time was awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I haven't seen the other ones, but I because I'm I'm just not Twist young time. and up on shit. But like, <laughs> I love them. I think that their their filmmaking is so unique and intense. It gives me this feeling of like early 90s like it makes me feel like quentin tarantino and reservoir dogs mm. where i'm like i'm tense i'm i'm like how what is going to happen yes you know and yeah. i even in the most tense uh filmmakers lately like i could probably think of only one other one that makes me feel that way yeah i don't especially last year there was no film that had me literally on the edge of my seat like gems yeah none no i mean i liked little women i thought little women mm. was good it was funny and really well done um as unique wise and parasite was good yeah uh but but yeah there was something maybe i'm sure it's just like the the like i you know every all dudes see themselves in an in a faulty character you know so it was like maybe just sandler taking on the the anti-hero for the first time like made me you know just i couldn't even be objective about it i just loved every second yeah now have you ever thought about doing the comedian goes dramatic route oh i've i've Dip my toe in a couple times. I made a movie called Joshi 
um, that variety called the saddest comedy of all time. Wow. Um, but it was more of a comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I made a movie called Band Aid, which is about miscarriages. <laughs> which, oh, wow. which, but it's also kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, I would do it, but I would need I I need the right director, and I need the right story, yeah. and I need you know I would want to make a calculated decision. I don't don't just like all of a sudden want to show up, um, you know, in some like bad drama. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, f I think all. All comedians, as they get older, need you need you need to stretch your your wings. Right. But I don't think you necessarily need to give give up on comedy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Which was so cool about seeing you know like doing Sonic the Hedgehog, like being on set with Jim Carrey. You know, you, it was very clear what he was doing, and and it was exciting because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, cool, you're you're doing something fun. You're you're like kind of relaxing back. Because mm -hmm. um, his show is like super heavy. So I don't watch heavy. Yeah, I, mean, like, even, heavy. I don't watch kidding, but like it seems, <laughs> it seems so very heavy. No, like, I, I watched the first couple episodes. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can stick with it's it. It's so it's, heavy. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, and like so, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, I I would love to do it, you know, and have the option to do it every couple of years would be great. I don't right now. I, people don't. I've I've auditioned for a bunch of them, and a lot of the feedback I've gotten is like, I'm in a kind of insurmountable place right now comedically <laughs> um but someone will see it in me eventually or, or i'll do it for myself yeah you know i don't have a i don't have a timetable on it gotcha are you hoping to uh now that you're in the star wars universe you're hoping to get more into that into that <laughs> i think my character is D <laughs> gone doa but, but we didn't see, we didn't see <laughs> dead, your face though dead on arrival um i know that was one of the contingencies to me doing it actually was that i asked favreau i was like does this mean I'm not in the Star Wars universe anymore? And he's like, no, we don't see your face. But now there's been so much buzz about it. I've been associated with it. Yeah. that I feel like I couldn't just show up as like middle-aged Han Solo. The, you know? the, at the very least, the, the Star Wars nerds would be so pissed off at you. They're already pissed off. I was getting Google alerts from a comment I made on Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. Referencing them as nerds, I, I started getting a bunch of like on a on like a subreddit. They were like, "What the fuck? Yeah, we're not nerds. Yeah, who is this guy?" Meanwhile, they're on a subreddit like, about Star Wars. Shit yeah, about yeah. Star Wars, like, well, all right, pal. Well, you you mentioned that it was very ex like. Did you break Baby Yoda? No, I didn't break. Okay, Baby Yoda. no, I just like I I just didn't know that the when it was my turn that the honestly that the the thing was the that they didn't Hollywood it yet, which is like they hadn't put the the fake one in there. It wasn't gimmicked as oh, the yeah. wrestler said. Right. So I just like wailed on it and people were like, whoa! <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of millions of dollars going into that thing. So How long were you on? Was that like a one day shoot? I did three days okay. because I, I show up in three different episodes. Oh, but you that's only when you had speaking lines in? No, I had speaking lines in a couple, but okay. they are, but you got to really find them. Okay. Okay. So go dig away, nerds. <laughs> They probably already Shout did. They, the they, they probably already know. You're, yeah. you're meme the pieces already yeah, from them. Yeah, I know. It, dude, it's weird. It is kind of funny. Like, when I used to go do press for stuff, there'd be, like, you know, in New York especially, there's, like, people waiting outside with with pictures of you for you to sign. I don't know where that stuff goes, like, into the ether or eBay or eBay. whatever. But uh, it used to be all happy endings or mini project, <laughs> and now it's me as a bike scout, so you don't even see my face. Jesus. <laughs> kind of nice. Hopefully, you at least get like an action figure at some point. I would love. I mean, I, I texted John and I was like, "Am I gonna get a Baby Yoda?" And he was like, "Do you, do you think I care about any of this?" Wow, and I was like, fair enough. He fair enough. But but those things are fucking expensive. Yeah, he was like, "I don't, 
care to get involved in this. <laughs> it's like, don't even play with me about it. I, I don't want, I'm making season two. Yeah. He doesn't even want people to really know what the child is, let alone, you know. He was just like, don't fucking bother me with them. I'm not getting you a toy. <laughs> Somebody over there to hook you up. Because, yeah. again, the, I, the one price of the one was like 300 I'm bucks. sure Taika got his freaking toy. Probably got a couple. Mm-hmm. Are you working on any other films? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of movies right now in development um, that I'm not allowed to uh, talk about. Mm. It's always exciting. It's yeah. always exciting for listeners. You know it's fire <laughs> when you can't talk about anything. That's yeah. True. That's true. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. I uh, I really want... I really want to take advantage of this moment and do a lot of different things. Mm. I want to, you know, anywhere from like a game show to a drama to, you know, I want to do everything. And I've all, I've been down that path and I've done a lot. So I'm, you know, I want to do an infomercial. I want to, you know, wow. let's get things. it. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, we talked about making history, talked about happy endings. Would I be correct in assuming that Champagne Ill was one that was really close to your heart? Yes, Champagne Ill was is still is one of my favorite things I've ever done. Mm. Um, Sam Richardson is just a genius, and I uh, one of my better friends now. And I'm just you know, it was a great experience, and getting to do it with David Cast, who did Happy Endings, and the Libmans, who were also on Happy Endings, and just you know, getting to bring my family down to Atlanta, and and a bunch of the Happy Endings people came down, and it was just like a great time, mm-hmm. and. Um, it, it's also like really my voice, yeah, which is nice. I wish it was. I wish there was more access to it. Like I wish more people could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, Sam and I the other day were even talking about maybe doing a movie or something because I don't know if it's done. There, there's a lot of life in it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, one of our writers, um, we didn't end up taking the pitch, but only because it was like he hit us with it during like end of decade, yeah, end of year. I was doing the gems thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really reading emails at the time. November was crazy. But he <laughs> listed, um, and I only watched the first episode, but he said the seventh episode was his pick for like best episode of the year. Or all in one take. Of the, the one that went all yeah, in one yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That is, I mean, it's it, it does. It feels it it feels unfortunate that no one that people didn't get to see it. Um, just because of the release and YouTube TV was like so, you know, we just like, similar to Happy Endings like just hit a bad time, right? But yeah, that episode is all done in one take, um, and it's not just two people sitting in a in a room. So it was really it took a long time to do and to nail down, and I'm really, really, really proud of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think Sam should have won an Emmy for that for that performance. I mean, he is. Amazing in it, and everybody's. I mean, Jay Jay um, is amazing. Uh, you know, uh, it's nice to see Jay Farrow play a character that's not another person. You know, <laughs> like, and he's good at. It. He's really, really good at it. Um, yeah, his, even his Showtime show, it felt it was like a little slept on. I didn't watch White Famous. Yes, yes. I didn't watch it. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I again, that's another one. I saw like the first couple episodes, just see some other stuff, but. I th- that was another one that was definitely more unique. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, it I don't want to say it's showtime. I think it's just one of those things where it's just there's too much shit going on. It's really hard to break out. You know, it's really hard to break out and 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 there's not a ton of uh clarity as to what people watch. Yeah. You know, there's not a ton of rhyme and reason. So mm-hmm. um 
it's hard. It's hard to latch on. No one really knows what a success is. I'm surprised that Showtime didn't give it a season two because it feels like everything gets a season 100%, two. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You barely get canceled on Showtime. It's weird. Um, there were eight Reed Donovans. Yeah, like, Reed Donovan <laughs> went on forever. <laughs> and the only people that watched that was like one nursing home in yeah. Seattle, my, Washington. My mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All parents watched that. They ran for eight seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I uh but but those L's like to me like I love Champagne Ale and it's a great victory to get it made, um, and that's all you can control. So you like it's an L. It, it certainly felt like an L for me. Like after you know it it, it sucked mm-hmm. not to get to do more or even to have people see it. Mm-hmm. But you but making it was like so fun and so funny and it's there. Just gotta find it. So. Maybe we'll do more. You did some really fun research for that, too, right? You hung out with Ovi Orion? We talked a lot to Ovi Orion. I wouldn't say we hung out with him. We hung out with uh, ASAP Bari a lot. Oh, wow. In L.A. or, or in Atlanta. Uh, um, Sam hung out with him twice. I hung out with him once. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy, weird <laughs> That whole ecosystem. Were you there that day, Ben? No. Oh. <laughs> It was a weird experience. It was like, uh, so we are our uh, costume designer on that show is this great stylist, Jazz Benjamin, who does Anderson Pock and um, uh, Miguel, and and she's like a a rock star, uh, you know, stylist. So she was doing me and Sam's wardrobe, and so her and and Barry go right back. And so he was like, "Come hang out at this pop up I'm doing in Atlanta." So we like we rolled in and he had like a lean I I like was like, What's up, man? <laughs> and I like went to slap at five. And he was like <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And he, and he was like staring. <laughs> and then Sam was like, What's up, man? And he went <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And it wasn't until Jazz was like these two guys are on television and he went oh what's up what's up what's up <laughs> come on back come on back then it was cool so we all walked back to his area and we were like telling him about the show and he was like really cool about it you know he was like oh cool no doubt no doubt he's like listening to the people in it and he's like that sounds funny he was like really engaging and then uh his assistant who is no joke like one of those um like Icelandish white kids that looks dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that seen like before, yeah. sometimes a full White Walker look. Yeah, yeah. The White Walker look. <laughs> like they, but for some reason, sometimes they roll with like Tyler the Creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those dudes. There's always one. Always one of those dudes. Like a big Goyard bag. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> they, and then they've got all of their shit in that bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he came in. and He was like, uh, Barry. <laughs> like clearly from a, like Peachtree, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what's up? And he's like, uh, this kid wants to say something to you. And the, this kid walks in. He's like gawky, like six foot two white kid, with like long hair. Mm. And another one who's in like full emo. Like he's got like a slipknot t-shirt on that's all messed up. And he's got like a, a long sleeve shirt with stripes on underneath it. Oh, uh, you know? yeah, yeah. And he's like, what's up, Aaron? Big fan. Um, I've been making these kimonos. Um, it'd be an honor if uh, V-Lone would take a look at my kimonos. And I, 
Sam and I, and the room is like dead silent. Oh my you know? god! And meanwhile, there's like everyone was smoking weed <laughs> and drinking, and then this happened, and everyone was like, <laughs> <laughs> like this kid is showing him a kimono. He's and really so, pitching kimonos. Yeah. So Barry's like, um, all right, let's see it. And so he like reaches into a, a garbage bag or something, and he pulls out a kimono made of vintage t-shirt vintage rock t-shirts stuffed with down what so imagine what that yeah, looks like right yeah and everyone's like whoa <laughs> and then barry goes uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and then he puts it on oh shit right and i mean it looked crazy yeah, I mean, yeah. It looked, sounds crazy it looked insane i mean <laughs> And it, but the room is just like silent. Yeah. And Sam and I are just like, what is going to happen? Is this actually happening? What is going to happen? No one's saying anything because no one knows what to say. Everyone's like, should I tell him it looks insane? Like, it's really <laughs> short. Like, it looks, it's so insane. The sleeves are so long, they look like wizard sleeves. Like, it's so, it was a crazy garment. And then he like starts to nod his head. And he turns around. And the the dead kid, the White Walkers, goes, "Hey, yo, Barry, I think that shit's tight." <laughs> <laughs> and the whole room is like, "Yeah, that shit is tight." <laughs> Ill. Me and Sam are like, "Yo, I like it." I like it. <laughs> everyone's like, "Everyone's like, can I try it on?" He's yeah. passing around. People are like, "Yeah, yeah, ill, yeah." <laughs> so Sam and I like finally like, all right, man, we gotta go. So we walk outside, and we get in the car. We're like, no, 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 we don't say anything to each other. We're just like, all right, peace out. We go sit in the car. He doesn't start his car. We're just like, that's the ugliest fucking thing you've ever seen, right? And Sam was like, oh, disgusting. Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, a month later, mm. we're wrapped on the show, back in LA. I'm I'm in a hotel. Sam's I don't know where Sam is, but I, I'm watching like Jimmy Fallon. Playboy Cardi is on Jimmy Fallon, mm. and he comes out with these like V-lone orange jeans with the like things on them, no shirt, and a cardigan made of vintage T-shirts. What? And oh my down god! Stuff that had clearly been fashioned from the kimono. Wow, that's crazy. So it was like. I called Sam. I was like, "We don't know what the fuck. <laughs> going on. We don't know shit, man. I don't know shit. Where are they selling that? Where are they selling that? I gotta go get that. <laughs> How much is that? It'll be and it'll just sit in your closet. There's no. Oh, I, I'll it. pay five thousand dollars for it and be like, Asa Bari sold me that. <laughs> no, yeah, but you know, it goes to show you like." No one knows anything. Kanye is the only one that knows anything. There you go. <laughs> yeah, wait, even he, he has limits. Well, I mean, he doesn't know anything, but like he does know something. Like I always think to myself about, like when I see a picture of Kanye, and I, I love his fits. I just think his fits are amazing. Like the, he's always at a place that I can't get to, which is like he'll he'll be like, "What's next?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, to where where I only feel comfortable in what I own. Yeah, so I'll look for versions of it, you know, and spend money repeatedly on the same yeah. type of thing over and over every year. Whereas, like, Kanye, you'll see Kanye in, like, a shoe that looks like it's eating his foot. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? That's cool. I never thought that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he just fucking made it and spent millions and, of dollars. And spent millions of dollars it. making it. And he's wearing, like, a suede 
baseball jersey. <laughs> I'm like, that is cool. <laughs> Are you talking about the fit the other day? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was tight. That was good, a good fit. fit. Good I, even th- I thought the fit this morning was good. I like it when he wears those big Rafe jackets. There you go. I'm a big fan of the jean jacket underneath a bigger jacket. I'm not on that. It's kind of uncomfortable sometimes. I know, but if you get the good jean jacket, it it works. (laughs) Kanye is a big two jacket guy. He is. Is it just two? Some like he's got layers. Well, you always got to count Kanye's Spanx. Yeah. (laughs) Or Skims. Kanye doesn't leave the house without wearing Spanx. There you go. So that's one layer. Yeah. Is that then like a t-shirt? Then a t-shirt over it, Mm -hmm. and then whatever. You know, uh, maglamation is just yeah, random th- shit. Whatever seed to sow fleece, <laughs> he just had some like <laughs> Finnish company make for him. There you go. Does that means you're going to be getting some Yeezy on Indebted? We didn't wear a ton of Yeezy on Indebted. I, I don't wear a lot of Yeezy anymore because mm. of Kanye. I have a real mm. love hate with Kanye West. Not like, supporting the brand, I feel you. I don't support the brand, but I do peep what he wears and mimic it. There you go. If go. that makes sense, hundred percent. So I don't know how to. I don't know how to quantify that <laughs> in my artist <laughs> and art thing. It's like I. I don't want to be wearing Yeezys because I don't want to deal with what that says. Yeah. Right. But I do want to wear what he, like similar style to what he's wearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Although I will say, um, I was with you, but recently I have been thinking about bringing the the Yeezus tortillas back because yeah. those are just too classic. I get and they that. kind of predate. Problematic Kanye. Yes. So I think yeah. they're fine. But see, like Yeezus, Yeezus, I will say that Yeezus is fine because of that. Yeah. It's like it is not problematic Kanye, but you're still, anytime you put on a Kanye West thing, you have to deal with that other side of it, which is someone looking at it and you going, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Fits are not endorsements. You gotta just just exactly. Fits are not endorsements. I mean, I wear APC. That dude hates Jews. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus. that dude is like a straight up anti semite. Yeah. I rock APC all the time. I think it's more power to me for it. Facts. I drove a Mercedes. <laughs> I a shit. Well, Adam, thank you. We could li- we could probably talk Kanye fits for a whole. We could other talk co- Kanye fits and a whole bunch of other shit. The well, next anytime. time you come through. We'll talk. You guys, ha- I, this is such a pleasure. And you thank don't you have to have anything going on. To come <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, d- legit, legit, you guys have my email. Email me anytime. I I, uh, I love I love coming on here and talking shit. Awesome. Bring me on with another guest. We'll think R- about bring it. Bring Weber. Bring Weber. No problem. Fran. <laughs> well, Fran, I can Fran. bring to uh, Steven's probably sleeping in some doorway right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go check the upper 70s. Probably <laughs> fell asleep in front of Barney Greengrass. In a kimono made out of indistinction. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thursdays, 9.30, Indebted, NBC. Must see TV. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. How great is Adam Pally? Yo, <laughs> phenomenal guest. I mean, you can see why people just want to have him around. You know what I'm saying? He's just a f- hilarious guy. But he's also, you know, he's got a brain up. There's a lot that we got into that uh, I don't know if I was expecting all of the conversation, but uh, yeah, great guy, great guy. Well, and the best thing is too, it's not like as much of a fan as I am, it's not self-serving because he is like super entrenched in like the complex world almost. Like he's got the streetwear thing going on. Like when have you ever seen like ALD and John Elliott on an NBC sitcom like that? Exactly. I mean, first episode, he's got he's going to a Drake concert in OVO merch. Like, man's <laughs> man, uh, again Thursday nights Talk on NBC. <laughs> that if I was a bigger OVO stand, that probably would be me. That probably would be me. 
No, but Thursday nights on NBC, Indebted airs. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to assume there's going to be a season two. Again, everybody's home and watching everything. So if this show had an audience before the Rona, after it's probably doing, you know, I'm going to assume it's going to do well enough to get that season two pickup. But, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed and all that. Um, wanted to get through a little bit of what else we've been watching before we get out of here. Uh, Complex, we're, we're all huge fans of Kirby Enthusiasm. The uh, season 10 finale aired this past Sunday. Quality end Go to a quality season. I mean, I I feel bad that the, the, the Spite store, you know, got murdered, but I love the way it happened. I love the way the whole se- the whole season wrapped up. Okay, um, I'm glad that you said that because, and this goes back to something that I think Larry mentioned in his most recent um, cover story. He did one with GQ. And uh, one of the interesting things he said in that story was that he believes Larry's right. Like the show's never set up to make Larry be like a jerk that's like not in the right. Mm-hmm. Almost, even though it does, um, you know, put him in these like contentious situations, he always sees it as Larry saying the thing that people really want to say. Facts. I mean, I say that to say it is always so disappointing when he has to take the L, but that's just good comedy sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, I mean, the fact that Homegirl and Mocha Joe are in the house. I so- hated that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I hated to I see it. Great ending, but I hated to see it. Yes, it, it made sense for everything that. Like, it was a good way to end the season based off of everything Larry's been doing. But I, I, I don't want to see Mocha Joe. I don't want to see Homegirl in season eleven. You know, again, knock on wood if we actually get that. But it, it well, was. I mean, it's not that I don't want to see them. They're good foils. It's just like they were such assholes. Yeah, big asshole. Big asshole energy. I knew where it was going once uh, they ran into each other and he saved her from hitting the ground. It's like the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. But, you know, a, a, a stellar, the whole shit with the with the fire engines. Oh, and, my God. Uh, <laughs> the, that payoff was beautiful. Yeah, it was, again, but that's the beauty. Like so many sitcoms these days, like uh, they'll set something up. But you don't get that, you know, that good 360 towards the end of the episode. From episode to episode, I think Larry's been really good at, you know, these dope arcs. But I think to be able to take a lot of these arcs that were happening throughout the season and have them all end at this point in season 10, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, you know, obviously at this point, um, Larry David is a celebrity celebrity. Like he's one of those guys that even A-listers are proud to say that they're fans of. So cameos should not be a surprise, but there were some great cameos throughout this whole season. And I screamed at all of the Spite stores. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you had tweeted about Mila Kunis and I didn't like I hadn't watched the episode yet. So when she when she came up with the jewelry store, I was like, oh, shit, that was dope. It was uh, very smart. uh, What's his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn was amazing. Quality television. If you guys aren't up on curb, at least this season, you ain't got shit else to do. Catch up. Well, you mentioned season 11 and, you know, it's just really crazy to see how in his bag he is. And this season, I think, was um, I'm still not sure where it ranks or anything like that, but 
it's great overall and it's really reassuring to um and like validating i think of his talent the way he just got back in his bag because i think even a stand like me can admit season nine wasn't quite it you know yeah. and it was coming off of his longest hiatus and mm-hmm. um i don't know if you remember this but he actually confirmed a season 10 quicker than he ever had in between seasons so you think somebody was in his ear like yo that wasn't it i think he might have been in his own ear like he might have known that you know he had the bug again and he in the season nine was almost like the first game back Word. you know he, he that was literally him with the 45 on and now he's just back at it same i'm with it i'm with it um also sunday night the season three of Westworld, you you called it, Fraser. You you let the people know that what premiere that premiere for a new season is usually great, but yes. that, that that drop off <sighs> it, it it comes quick and fast. And I, I episode two, I wasn't. What we watched? There, I'm not. I, I we there was a specific reason why we watched it when we watched it because you know we got a couple screeners. We watched it. I think this past Friday and uh, I'm sitting there like art for real. Like what was I, it's, it's a mixture of what was the point of some of the things in season two, but also who cares? Yeah. So here's my thing with the show and I, all of this is fresh because um, so you and I were talking about this offline, but I actually rewatched the entire series. Uh huh. Christ. I had already rewatched season one before season two. Mm-hmm. And now because the hiatus was so long, I felt the need to go back and watch both. Um, because I feel like this show, despite its best efforts, is always going to prioritize plot more than character. Word. So I feel like if I don't know every detail of the plot and all these intricacies and Easter eggs they're trying to lay, mm-hmm. then none of this shit is going to have any effect on me. Which is kind of like a not a great way to run a TV show. No. And that's, I think, the problem. I think that's the problem that you get with an episode like this, where it's like, they just play, like, I love a good mystery show. I love a good misdirect. That's all cool. But they're just so much more into playing games than just laying a story out the way it makes most sense for the characters. Like, Tandy Newton, Maeve, is, like, probably easily the best character on the show. Yeah. This week's episode was not it. Not at all. Like just that whole game within a game within a game, you know, I didn't really get engaged until she's finally out and, and talking to Vincent Cassell. So so literally the last three minutes of the episode. Yeah. And it's almost like you only did this just to keep pulling wools over the audience's eyes. Word. It's frustrating. It's very, it's very frustrating for people like me who... I'm already kind of like, can we just get to the end? Can can just let me know what's going on. So to have an episode like this that's so dipping back into things, you know, resetting where people are so they can get to the same spot. There are probably better ways to handle some of the things that happened in here. Um, and you know, this is the way they chose. If somebody liked it good for you, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at all. And I don't I might be alone in this. Um I actually was really kind of disappointed to go back to the park. 
like one yeah. of the cool things about the premiere for me like the premiere felt like fucking batman beyond or some shit like mm-hmm. i was so hyped to be done with the part to be honest well, and it's it's that, but also the whole conceit of the first episode was literally just introducing you to this outside world. This is the first time you really got to be invested in what was going on outside of the park. So to then be literally the episode begins and we're pulled right back into the park in this totally different scenario that we've never seen before that I'm going to assume doesn't play into the story ever again. Yeah. That was frustrating. I mean- well, just the idea of like this season being like Dolores, Avenging Angel, like cyberpunk vibes, you know, evil tech geniuses type shit. That shit is all like way more exciting. And facts. Um, big facts. You know, maybe it can be because I just rewatched it all so close together, but I am completely over the park. Like I didn't really get any thrill out of learning what um, another, well, we learned where two parks are. Because there's the whole big Game of Thrones um, Easter egg slash cameo. I was gonna say if if because you there was a post on our Instagram where it's like what d- were you guys rocking with last night's episode? And if your first thing is to say those Game of Thrones cameos were fire though, like that's not good. <laughs> the create the two guys behind Game of Thrones and a it's cool looking to see a whole dragon in the room where they're you know working on the on the host or whatever but come on fam we're we're here for more than that we should be deeper into this season three episode two than uh you know these random occurrences by Game of Thrones guys who you know for all intents and purposes really aren't involved anymore yeah I mean um the revelation that Stubbs is a host didn't do that much for me nah. No, uh, I will say it's cool. Hopefully, when it was interesting rewatching season two for the first time, um, that has some real high highs and some real low lows. But um, one thing I really didn't like about season two is like Bernard is just kind of like a simpering mess the whole time, like just stuttering and shaking and looking confused all the time. Yeah, so but- I do hope this season gives Jeffrey Wright some like more agency, mm-hmm. and it looks like we're headed down that path. I, I I need at least one really like Bernard centric episode that shows him doing shit, not just, you know, connecting a wire to his arm to have whatever those eye ticks are to try and remember the past. We've seen this before. I'm Gucci. Let's let's get on with the shits. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's kind of crazy how you and I both have more episodes and like I'm not pressed to continue really. Uh, the the most I'll do is watch an episode before it airs just so I don't have to watch it that night or like catch up on it that following Monday. See, it's it's just convenience right now. Yeah. But it's a long season. I still have hopes. The premiere is really strong. Um, they have a lot of actors over in Dolores' storyline that I like. I think John Gallagher Jr., who most of you probably remember from like the newsroom mm-hmm. and the gym. Uh, he's great in everything. Tommy Flanagan, he's the guy with the uh, you know face scars. Word. He's always good whenever he pops up, especially as a villain. So, mm-hmm. and how, I There's mean, we, there. we still have to figure out, you know, what Tessa's doing. You know what I mean? Tessa Thompson was one of my favorite parts of the show when she first debuted, and I want to know what she's doing. You know, I want to see her in action more. Right. So I guess, you know, the show loves to play um, long games. Mm -hmm. So one of the things people are keyed into right now, I guess, is that at the end of season two, Dolores left the beaches of Westworld with, I guess, five, you know, host drives or whatever Mm -hmm. in the cut. 
So the theory now is that if Dolores is back in her own body, is there someone else in Tessa Thompson? Who did she put someone that we know in Tommy Flanagan's body? Like all that type of shit. Word. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of meat on the bone. I just come on. Give me, yeah. give me. Let me get to that course already. I mean, I love Aaron Paul. He's dope. But it's crazy that they squandered. Like they, it's crazy that an episode that's all Tandy Newton made me want to get back to. Dolores and Aaron Paul. <laughs> it's all facts. Big facts. But um, that leads us into our next segment, Rona Recommendations, because this is a take I've talked to you a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever written it on the site. Maybe I will write it this season. We'll see. Maybe we'll have to see how this season plays out. Well, you, on the- you mentioned it a little. We, we posted a, a Rona Recommends for TV this past Friday, and you mentioned it a little bit in the blurb for this show, but you haven't gotten yeah, yeah. too crazy into it. Definitely go check that list out, by the way, if you mm. need some recommendations. But yeah, so this show called Dollhouse, mm. which was created by my man Joss Whedon, obviously, who created um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, and Firefly. Word. Now, uh, the thing about Dollhouse is it's always considered his worst show which is still technically true like this show has does not hold a candle to the other three okay but it was kind of criminally underrated and if you watch westworld now like i remember thinking of dollhouse from the westworld pilot because they essentially have like kind of the same ideas and he kind of pretty much points to where westworld took like three seasons to go Mm mm-hmm so I don't know if you remember that line in like the Westworld pilot when they're talking about um, she's talking to like the the Sizemore, the scriptwriter, and they're t- they're talking about like what the park really means to the investors and the shareholders, and you know like kind of nefarious diabolical plans, which we later learn is um, their like big plot to use it for immortality. Mm-hmm. So Dollhouse was this show that that Joss Whedon had with. Um, Eliza Dushku, who came up, obviously, in, sh- in shit like Bring It On, but she was a big part of Buffy. Yeah. She was a slayer on that show. And um, so she and Joss Whedon relinked years later on this drama for Fox called Dollhouse, which gets off to a rocky start, which I think is why it didn't get the love that most of his other shows got. But um, the concept is weird, but also pretty similar to Westworld. It's um, the dollhouse is a place. It's like this organization where much like Westworld, rich people can go and indulge in their fantasies. But instead of robots, people like Eliza Dushku's character are called dolls, which is like, it's like almost if the brain is a computer, Mm -hmm. you wipe the slate clean and then you can imprint a new personality onto it. That's crazy. Yeah. And then when they're not, um, when they're not being used in like a activation or whatever, they're just kind of like in this childlike state. And the, the concept is that her doll is slowly regaining like consciousness or awareness and shit. Uh, kind of like so, Dolores. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously much like Westworld, um, what most rich people gravitate towards in that scenario is like weirdo sex fantasy. So the show does get a little weird, but the, um, the conceit is that they all technically signed up for it legally. 
So there's like flashbacks to show you how her and her previous life, she landed herself in this situation. But then they start, you know, getting creative with it and thinking of all kind of scenarios like heists and shit like that. And then it points to a, like a larger conspiracy because, you know, all shows like this have like a like an FBI agent or whatever that's trying to take it down and prove it's real. Yeah. So they start getting into like conspiracy mythology. And that's when the show starts really heating up. But it takes like six or seven episodes. Damn. But then the season finale for that year is a flash forward that features none of the cast. And it's like the near future and it's like dystopia. And uh, there's like some reason why the dollhouse technology is the reason that the world ended. Oh, so that's my type of shit right there. Okay. Yeah. And then because so second season, um, the show is obviously dialing back in there to show you how we got to there. But uh, it got canceled. Damn. But the good thing about shows that got canceled back when um you know tv production was slower because it was still on the air so they were only they you know now pretty much everyone makes the season in one sitting right yeah yeah so they um pretty much the story's locked when you're making tv back then you're only like five weeks or so ahead so you could adapt a little bit so because they got canceled they knew they were going to wrap the story up and so it wraps up in a really satisfying way. And it's uh, almost like points to a show that it could have been, which is kind of what Westworld's trying to be now. But yeah, it's on Hulu. Has a lot of the same ideas as Westworld. Was kind of Westworld before its time. And, you know, I worth respect a watch. It. I definitely respect it. Again, one of the the 15 shows that we're, we're asking you to uh Please check out, put throw those into your queue. Um, before we get out of here, there was one thing I wanted to recommend. Uh, yesterday, I was doing laundry, and when I was, you know, getting my clothes put away, I randomly threw on Rocky. I, I'm not the biggest Sylvester Stallone fan, but I'm a huge fan of the Rocky series. I like the story, not just the story of that film where it's like this kind of slow, you know, loner Philly guy wants to be a boxer and ends up losing like his, his real big fight. It's the whole, like Stallone did a really good job of making a dope arc where that's that story. It wasn't just like, this is the Rocky story for this film. They all beautifully tied into each other. And with each film, you got to see the progression. And I think, um again if if you if you're stuck at home and you have nothing to watch and you want to be like all right the next like 8 hours I'm going to be sitting in this bed or sitting on this couch I need a real epic I would say dive into the Rocky series or at the very least just check out the first film the first for again a for a film about a destitute boxer who, you know, again, he, he's not the champion. He's just a guy trying to figure his life out. It's a pretty fucking well done film, um, both in the script as well as, you know, the the fight choreography, you know, shouts out to Carl Weathers there. Their, their battle at the end of this film, it's the stuff of, of legend at this point. You know, you, you wouldn't have a creed without a film like this. And I think it's better to at least take in the first three films. Rocky Four is cool, but Rocky also goes to like 
Russia and the the, the film is literally got like 50 minutes of just workout montages. So I would say if you go with the first three Rocky films, definitely take in the first, but you get to see that arc of dude being fucking destitute. And then to like him being the world's champion, this guy just came into a bunch of fucking money and he has to learn how to get back to himself. Um, Hell, if I can figure out a way to not do any work, that might be the rest of, of my day today. Um, but yeah, again, Rona recommends on the site. We've got our TV ones up. We've also going to be putting a movie one out in the very near future. Um, hopefully, we'll also be updating those on a regular basis so you guys can get a little mix of stuff. Because, you know, who the hell knows when when we're going to be able to go outside again? You know oh, what I'm saying? Hey, Sue producer Taliba told us it might be, you know, five months. I don't know what this, what the status is of that right now. I hope that's not the case. But again, you can always come to watch less and we'll let you motherfuckers know what you need to be watching. Um, once again, thanks again for Adam Pally coming through. Really appreciate that. Uh, if you like what you heard this week and you want to hear more of us, hop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and check out our back catalog of Watch Less episodes. We drop every Wednesday. Um, Please send us a like, drop some comments, rate the podcast, but more importantly, subscribe and tell your squad. Um, If you want to engage with us, we're always on Twitter and Instagram, more on Instagram, honestly, um, having conversations about what's going on on the timeline. Uh, You know, hop over there at Complex Pop on both Twitter and Instagram uh, for the homie Frazier, Summerman. It's my name's Cal. As always, we're advising you to tune in, wash your hands, stay <laughs> safe, and watch less. Our producer is Taliba Newman. Our sound engineer is Craig Clayton. Mixing done by Jasmine Plata. Watch Less is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.